Thank you for taking this time this morning to come in here and to do this podcast with me. I haven't known you long. I haven't known you at all, actually. <laughs> I, just <see> you sitting <laughs> down. I just see you sitting down there doing whatever you do, your work. But I want to start off, so I'm going to get to know you through this podcast. Where were you born? Uh, I was born in Sacramento, California. Okay. All right. And let me see. So you just lived there your whole life? Yeah, I, I got on an airplane for the first time when I came to Japan about 20 years ago. You had never been anywhere outside of Sacramento? But you, had you traveled outside Sacramento? I've driven up to like Reno or Tahoe or maybe San Francisco a couple of times. Right. right but never really lived anywhere else. Went to okay. school the whole time, went to university. Okay. And I'm going to get this out the way real quick because I'm sure everyone's looking at you. Just so everyone understands, this is not Tom Cruise. But it probably is him if he lived in it. Everyone thinks he's Tom Cruise and he looks just like him. I mean, such a You get that all the time here in Japan, don't you? Yeah, I never got it before I came here, but uh, I came here in 2002. Okay. And then uh, I just finished university. I then started growing my hair out and my beard. And then end of 2003 rolled around, and last summer I came out and right. I had people asking for my autograph. It was Would really you give it to weird. them? No, no. I was like, no, it's 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 not me. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was it was weird. <laughs> what would your wife think about it? Uh, she thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> okay, but you have do you have children too? Uh, yes, we have two. Two kids. Okay, how old are your kids now? Um, our daughter is ten. Our okay. son is eight. Okay. So, do, what do they think about it? They said, Dad, Tom, did, did they did they know who Tom Cruise was? I don't think they, they know, know who he is now. They don't know who he is. Right. Have they seen, they haven't seen any of his movies or anything? Uh, they've seen, I think, a couple of the Mission Impossible movies. Okay, That's all right. It. And what they think? Did they think, maybe? Uh, they didn't comment on it. I think they just, you know, they, they were kind of bedazzled by all the action in, in, in films, right? Okay. <laughs> all right, so back to your family. So you were raised in, you said Sacramento? Yeah. Okay, Sacramento. Group there all your life. How many brothers and sisters do you have? I have seven brothers and sisters. Seven brothers and sisters. Of which you told me you're the second oldest. Uh, yes. Your sister's the oldest, yeah. and she's a year and a half. A year and a half older. Older than you, and you guys are kind of close. Yeah, I mean we have uh, we, we chat fairly often. You know, send pictures. Okay. She has three kids as well. Okay. She has three kids as well. Right. But you have two kids. Yeah. Okay, so you're an uncle already. I was an uncle when I was seventeen. <laughs> because of your sister? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, that says a whole lot. She's a little bit further ahead than I am. All right, all right. So your mom and dad, are they doing okay? Uh, my mother passed a few years back. Oh, sorry. Uh, father's doing pretty well. He just retired, so he's okay. uh, kind of reviving some hobbies that he's had over the last few decades. Right, yeah. right, right. Stay busy. Right. Now, your father, you said that your mother and father got married. He's my stepfather, but since so. I was about five years old. So did you ever meet your um, father? Uh, briefly, briefly. Oh, okay. Just a couple of times. He was busy with uh, his motorcycle and things like that, so... I'm into motorcycles. I love motorcycles. Yeah, I had one for a few years as well, uh, right after I came to Tokyo. 
uh, and it was great fun riding around and, and just sort of exploring. What did you have? What kind of bike did you have? I just had a, an old CB400. Just, just okay, that's like pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's a, a, a good, good to ride around. Did, really you have, did you get your license here? Did you get it in the States and then came uh, here and had it changed? Oh, you never had. Well, I, I had, okay, okay. I got one here. I, I, didn't, I didn't have one in the States, but I, I got mine when I got here. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Okay, okay. So tell me, okay. So growing up, what was it like for you growing up? It's uh, it's quite a bit further uh, along now than it was when I was living there. It was, I think Nancy Reagan referred to it as a two-horse town mm -hmm. when she refused to move there after Reagan was elected governor. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it was still kind of. Uh, Small town feeling. Everything closed at like eight p.m. on weekdays when I was growing up. Really? Okay. Um, uh, it's it's had a lot of growth in the last twenty years, and right. if you go there now, they've uh, revitalized the downtown area. They built a new stadium for the Kings. Um, okay. I think the average age is like thirty-five with two kids, something like that. There okay. now, so it's. You know, I go back to visit now, and I think, oh, I could live here. You know, this is nice. Oh really? But how, how big was it when you were growing up? Do you know how many people were there in town? Or? Well, I think the city itself had around 400,000 residents. And then sort of the what we call the tri-county area, sort okay. of the suburbs around it was around 2 million. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's a lot bigger now. I think for like 10 years it was in the top 10 fastest growing cities. Okay. So what was growing up like? What did you do there? When you had to say elementary school, take me, I'm taking you back to elementary school. What was it like? Oh, it was... Um, okay. If you imagine like some some movie about like some any place in America where where kids are going to school, right? We okay. rode our bikes to school a few blocks, you know, um, you know, be home by dark is pretty much right. the rule of thumb, right? Right, right, right. Um, it was it was pretty decent. I mean, with seven kids, you know, or eight kids total, um, you know, we didn't have a a lot of money for going on vacation and things like right, that, right? right, right but right. Um, you know, we would go out on the weekends and like drive up to the the foothills and the Sierras and you know, go mm -hmm. to the river things like that. Mm -hmm. But you mentioned that you said that. Three of your brothers and sisters were adopted? Uh, or was it two? Four. Four of them were adopted. Wow. Okay. And your mother and father was their, their second marriage each. So your mother came with you and your sister, and then your father came with? Uh, two younger sisters. Two younger sisters. Okay. And then the other four you adopted. They adopted. Yeah. What was that like for you? I mean, to have adopted brothers and sisters, or even having the... I mean, there's a bit of an age gap, right, between sort of the the older four and, and the younger four. Mm -hmm. um, so it was, it was interesting sort of going from, you know, around, I think 11 years old or so, from just the four of us to now we have more very young okay. siblings coming in. Really so young. babies in the house and okay. things like this, right? right. So but you were the only boy for a while. Yeah, yeah. What was that like? I mean, you have your oldest sister and you had two younger sisters who... <laughs> oh, no, it, it was, you know, it, what. What you might expect, you know, uh -huh. I spend a bit of time playing with dad, mm -hmm. guy stuff, and then, you know, the other half of the time, you're, you know, your sisters are just sort of like dressing up and putting makeup on you and <laughs> play with us, you know. <laughs> but that didn't affect you any? I don't think so. Okay, <laughs> you're good, you're good. So now and then your wife doesn't say, hey, hold on, that's my lipstick. No, 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 no. All right, good, okay, all right, just curious, just curious. All right, so your younger brothers and sisters, so you basically had to help raise them. Oh, well, I mean, no, there's a little bit of, you know, you know changing diapers and, and feeding the younger ones, right. babysitting. Especially when I got into my teens, I became sort of a taxi driver for my parents, right? Okay. Because <laughs> you got your license probably at 15, you got your learner's permit at 15 and a half. Right. Then your driver's license by 16. Right. Yeah. That's, that's California. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell me, so you're in the younger four, the four that were adopted, any boys? Three. 
So three boys and then one girl. Wow. Are you close with the, any of them? I mean, uh, probably the my sister would be the closest. Okay. Um, she's really easy to get along with. Mm -hmm. um, boy, the brothers, two of them have, have kind of moved away. We don't, I don't really get to see them so much because I only visit maybe once every year, 18 months. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of hard to coordinate, you know, everybody getting together right, at one time. Right, right. What kind of sports did you get involved in when you were in school? Uh, I didn't start doing any sports until college. So what'd you do? So you were really academic? Um, I'm not sure I'd say that. Okay, I was okay. a bit of a bookworm. Were uh, you really? Yeah. What kind of books did you read? Oh, just uh, any any kind of novels. Um, I think I started with Hardy Boys. Okay. And then went from there just to anything I get my hands on. You loved reading. Yeah, yeah. My father had a uh, woodworking is his hobby. So okay. I think trying to get me engaged. You know, he he helped me out build a bookshelf, and eventually I had like tiers of bookshelves running around the, the ceiling in my room. And my goal was to fill them up with all the, the books I was reading. Wow. What were some of your favorites? Did you like adventure? Did you like mystery? Did you like Oh, um, I think some of the ones I read the most were probably like classics, like some of the Mark Twain stuff. Okay. You know. Wow. Did you ever read Kitchen and Rye? I did. Yeah. My brother gave me that book once, but I didn't have any luck with it. I didn't. I didn't get through anything. I just had the book. <laughs> I think. I think it took me a, my second attempt to get through it. I, I got yeah. through it like halfway at one point and thought, mm, I'm not sure what's going on here with this kid. Right. 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 <laughs> right. 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 Wow, okay, so after that, not until you got into college did you get into sports. You did most, you had to do regular PE, of course, and do all the stuff the schools required. Right, right, yeah. Right. I think once I got into college, I was trying to get in shape a bit. So I started jogging a bit. I tried out for the rowing club. I did that for like a season and a half before I realized that, you know, getting up at 4.30 and going to exercise and getting to, you know, calculus at 7.45 in the morning and just dozing off wasn't really going to help my GPA. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So, so, so you, that was the only thing you did was rowing? You didn't stay in sports at all? Uh, no, no, I didn't. So you just, so how do you stay fit now? Would you just work out? Uh, yeah, I try, to, I try to hit the gym once a day. Okay. Um, I think when I first came to Japan, one of my managers, uh, we had this company directory, mm -hmm. and I saw the picture, and then I saw him, and I did a double take, and, I, and this guy had clearly lost at least 100 pounds. He was huge before. Yeah, he was, he was okay. a, a very big, big guy. Big guy, big guy. Yeah, and then, you know, you see him in person and he's just in great shape and said, well, how'd you do? And he said, it's like anything else, if you want to be successful at it, you have to you know, practice good time management. You have to mm -hmm. make an hour a day to go to the gym and exercise. You're not going to find it. And so it was that when you came here or when you... Yeah, that was about a year after I arrived here. After you came here, so you met a manager. This was a foreigner. Uh, yeah, he was from Australia. Okay, okay Australia. Well, were you big or something before? Uh, yeah, I was probably... Uh, picture me with maybe 10 pounds less muscle and 40 pounds more fat, something like that. Really? So you kind of... I was a bit, I was a bit uh, heavier as a child. Okay. I think it wasn't until I was around 23 or 4 that I started you know, exercising regularly, uh, eating a little healthier. Okay. And you know, the weight just kind of peeled off over a few years. In college, what were your subjects? I figured out that there was this test to make all the graduating seniors in California take. And if you pass the test with at least a median grade, like in the top 50% of the previous year's graduating scores, then the state will issue you a high school diploma that every university has to accept. At so, 14? Yeah, so that was, that okay. was my grand plan to get out of homeschooling was uh, okay. spend the summer studying for this test. All right. Um, so I, I got into college. Uh, I had no idea you had to you know, declare a major or something like this. 
Right. So I spent like the first two years in college just taking any random class that sounded cool. Like I took a few geology classes, a few biology classes, things like this. And uh, it, it was great fun until the counselor's office called me and said, you know, we need to talk about a major. And I said, well, what's a major? Right. <laughs> what would your father think about all this? Because of course he did. What college did you go to? Which uh, uh, Sacramento State. Sacramento State, okay. So did your father, he had to pay for this, right? Uh, no, so because I was still uh, under 18, there was another program that I took like a, the ACT test or something like that, and I okay. scored high enough that basically it was uh, five bucks a year, or five bucks a semester tuition. And then the books were a bit more expensive than okay. ever. So I just had a part-time job to pay for the books and things like that. At age 14, wow. Okay, so anyway, so you go to school for two years, and the counselor calls you in. It's basically start over from scratch, because all you've done is take a few general ed classes and a bunch of stuff that's not applicable to any kind of thing. <laughs> okay. And then what happened? Uh, well, I, I, I kind of, uh, you know, I got on the computer science, and then I think probably a year and a half later, I got a job at a software company as an intern, more or less, sort of, sort of low-paid generalist, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then graduated. And uh, After two more years? No, no, I was like another four years, right? Another four yeah. years. So I mean, you, you graduated when you were 20? Uh, just after I turned 21. You just turned 21, right. okay. All right, so go on, so you took those other classes. Right, and then... Um, so you graduated, what was your major? Um, I ended up graduating with an Asian studies degree. <laughs> so I was working at this software company, and they really wanted me to go full-time, but they weren't willing to pay like a, a reasonable wage because right. I didn't fit on the, the HR's matrix. Okay, I didn't okay. have a degree yet, right? Right, okay. And so they more or less said, "Is what's the fastest thing you can graduate with? And I had already taken like three years of Japanese and a couple of world civ classes and some, some like Eastern philosophy classes. And so I said, oh, well, I can get a Asian studies degree in like six months. Okay. You know, and, and they said, okay, we'll, we'll pay you what you want then. And so you got your degree, they paid you what you wanted. What did you do? What kind of company was it? Software company? It software company, yeah. Okay. Based in Sacramento? Yeah. All right, so how long did you work with them? I worked there for probably three and a half years. Okay, so that made you 24. Oh, no, Almost I was uh, probably all in. I started when I was around 19. Okay. Maybe 18. Oh, so your last year, so your last, last two years. years. Okay. Yeah. And then I graduated, and the, the dot-com bubble was right around that time. Right. Um, and it turned out the CEO had been doing some uh, Enron-style accounting practices. Um, and then I got a call like three months after graduating from my Japanese professor. Okay. And he says, hey, my old senpai is working for the Board of Education out in Kanagawa. And they're looking for basically like jet program people. Right. Um, and I thought, okay, well, maybe I'll just ride this uh, recession out, you know, go practice my Japanese for a year and right. uh, come back. And then uh, I got to Japan. I, I stepped off the plane and I felt like I was in a sauna. Okay. It was end of May. I think mm. it was like 33 Celsius in 80% humidity or something like this. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, honestly, that's something I still haven't gotten used to. Right, right, right. Uh, but no, yeah, the first thing I noticed was like the lush greenery as we were driving. Um, I think it's just because California is kind of dry. You know, the greenery, greenery that we have tends to be like uh, evergreen pines that are a little bit kind of ashy. Right, right, brownery. Right, right. It's really yeah. brownery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it was just sort of wow, sort of almost like subtropical, like lush-looking greenery right. everywhere. Okay. What about the people? I mean, because you stand, how tall are you? I'm a five eleven, so about one hundred eighty-two okay. centimeters. Okay, right, right. So, so you came here. That had to be a big difference too. You know, it, it was, especially you know, almost twenty years ago. 
Right. But the younger people these days are a bit taller. Than Aren't they getting tall? Years, yes, so. that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's true. So you know, when I first came here, you know, I, I would step into a train car, and you know, there might be another person as tall as me. Right. right. You could look all the way through yeah. over everyone's yeah. head. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was it was definitely weird because I'm not a big person where I come from. Right. But you felt big here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that had changed everything. But you weren't married. You weren't married at all when you no. came here. No. Okay. Didn't even know your wife. No, I didn't meet my wife and for a couple of years after that. Okay, all right. So anyway, so you come here, you go to your office. What did you notice then? Did you, they show you where you were gonna live first? Uh, I went to the office first, actually. And then they, they showed me where I was gonna live afterwards, which was fortunately only a few minutes walk, so I didn't get lost easily. Right, right, right. Um, it, was, it was a city, um, the Shiakshou city office, right? Mm -hmm. the, the board education section, right? Mm -hmm. So it was sort of you know walking into this government bureaucracy right off the plane. <laughs> I'm not sure that teaching junior high school students is what I'm cut out to be. And that's what you were doing? Yeah. Teaching them English? Yeah. And what was, why, what was it like? What happened? Um, well, you know, we'd get in there and, and sort of you know, work with the teachers to come up with a, a, a lesson plan, um, try to work with the kids, try to keep it fun. Um, I, I think from my perspective, working in, in, in IT, in a software company, uh, you know, just sort of being able to tune out and, and focus on some problems, mm -hmm. write some code, mm -hmm. uh, was a lot easier for me than trying to work with 35 kids right. whose attention, you know, I'm supposed to be keeping. Right, right. Was it all boys school, all girls school? Was it mixed? It's a normal public high school. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Were the kids rowdy at all? Or did were, it become that way? There were a few kids who were definitely rowdy. I mean, th there's a lot of differences between culture in Japan and America, but 15-year-olds okay. are 15-year-olds, right? Right, right, so Sometimes right. I'd be out walking up to the school, and there's some kids you know, behind the backstop of the baseball field drinking chuhais or something, right? Right, and smoking. Yeah, yeah, right. But on the other hand, there were, you know, there were a couple of kids who like, I saw once or twice in the entire year I was there. Like one kid just showed up to pick up his diploma at the end. I said, who are you? And they're like, oh, well, you know, his mother passed away. His father okay. has a hard job. We just sort of let him slide, right? But, okay. Wow. Uh, I, I managed to find a, a job at uh, a Fortune 100 company here in Tokyo, mm -hmm. uh, working in the IT department. Okay. So I worked there for probably two and a half years. Right. But they, they hired you as a local hire, or did they? Yes, they did. Okay. So that meant the pay was a lot less. You didn't get housing. Did you get housing? Uh, no, no, it was not an expat package at all. It was it was a local hire. Okay. So where'd you live then? Uh, I lived in Okubo. Okubo, okay. Uh, Okubo, Okubo, Okubo. Okubo, yeah. Okay. And what was that like? Um, interesting walk home from the office at night. Okay. <laughs> it was uh, it's Korea town, right? And, right, and right. sort of I was working in West Shinjuku, Nishi Shinjuku, so I would more or less have to skirt Kabukicho to get home. Right. So right. it's just sort of you know. You know, first of all, Kabuki chose a, a mess, and then you get to you know Korea Town, and back then there was just a lot of uh, college students doing gap year and things like that. Right, right, right. right. Um, so I was you know, 22, 23 at the time, right, so that's right. fine. Okay. Um, and then uh, I think I lived there for six, seven years. Working with this IT company. Um, I worked for that company for two and a half years, and then the Tokyo Stock Exchange moved to a new data center, and all the banks scrambled to move. You know their systems to the same data center to maintain sort of low frequent, uh, uh, low latency, high speed trading, that kind of thing. Okay. So uh, there was this huge shortage of you know IT people at the time, 
And so I had a, an ex-colleague you know, contact me and say, hey, we're looking for somebody. You know, the pay is like 30% higher than we were getting back there. Why don't you come you know, join us? Right. So I moved from there to, to Citibank for, uh, for like a year, year and a half. Right. What year was this? What year are you talking about now? 2000, end of 2006, I guess. 2006, yeah. okay. So you went to Citibank. How long did you stay with Citibank? Uh, it was a little over a year. It was a, a you know, project. We had to move the servers to the new data center. And at the same time, I think we were moving their offices from Akasaka Park building to the Shin Modern Region building. Right. But we, we, so when you say, you weren't, you're not talking about physically, you mean you did all the IT work, downloading all this. What'd you do? How'd um, you move? So a lot of my work at the time was, they had this joint venture with Nico Cordial. Okay. They bought out Solomon Smith Barney. Okay. And then... Because they went under. Yeah, they went under. Citigroup did the whole rescue thing, right? Right. And so there were a couple of, you know, they were trying to extract their securities business from mm -hmm. Nico. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And at the same time, there were a few things that didn't make sense to them. So a lot of my projects were spinning out, like, you know, small hedge funds from that um, investment business. So I would have to go set up like new offices, get Bloomberg lines running, get them all Blackberry well, set up. Well, how did you learn all this? Uh, you know, on the fly. Really? On the job training, yeah. basically. Yeah. Somebody would come in and show you this is what you need to do, and you went through it. You loved IT anyway. Well, I mean, it's just you know, it's a problem to be solved, right? And then you know, you know, once you get introduced to sort of everyone in the IT department, you can have an idea where to start asking questions and then mm -hmm. eventually find your way to somebody who can configure what you want done for you, right? Mm -hmm. So that was, that was more or less the job. And did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a much faster paced, higher stress environment than what I'd been used to. Right, uh, right, right. Because you came from that, where'd you come from to do that? You were working with an IT company, but uh, they were doing... So it was sort of internal IT support for this big company called Cisco Systems. Okay, so okay. <laughs> yeah. and joining the club has been like really uh, kind of eye-opening for uh, in terms of community, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we, uh, you know, I, I, my wife and I dated for like six years. Wait, is your wife Japanese? She's Korean, actually. She's Korean. Yeah. So when I was doing that jet program thing, okay, uh, my roommate was an Australian guy who uh, double majored in Japanese and Korean, and he had spent some time in Korea, and so he had a, a taste for Korean food. So we. We'd go out for Korean for, for dinner every once in a while. And, and you said, okay, this, so this is great. great. Yeah. Yeah, especially the kimchi. Oh, yeah. good kimchi. There's nothing that can beat it. Yeah. I love that. But you know all the other stuff too, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially like yeah. in winter, like it was nice, nice hot, spicy stew. Yes. Yeah. So you met her where? Where'd you meet your wife? Uh, at a cafe, actually. I, I grabbed my, my Japanese study books and on, I think it was Golden Week in 2004, and went up to the cafe and ended up sitting next to this young lady who was studying something as well. So. And abstracting up a conversation, and then you know here we are, seventeen years later. <laughs> but you've been married how many years now? Uh, almost eleven. Eleven years. Yeah. And you have how many kids? Two. Two kids, and they're pretty old. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so the oldest is eleven. Uh, ten. Ten. She's ten. 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 Yeah. And then she. It's a girl. She. Yeah. And the second is. Uh, he is a, a boy. He's eight. Eight years old. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where do you have them at school? We have them over at Nanzan, uh, near Rapongi Hills. It's a public school. Okay. So we don't speak any Japanese at home. Right. But what we found was that uh, because we had our kids at the, the public uh, daycare, the Hoikoen, mm -hmm. um, they picked up Japanese fluently. Okay. No help from us whatsoever, right? Right, right. <laughs> so our, our thought is to keep them in the public schools. But they, they speak to you and your wife. Yes. And they're doing well. That's all they know. So they, wow. Yeah, so we, we do like English only at home. They get, you know, seven, eight hours of Japanese at school every day. And they're doing good. Reading, writing, everything. 
Uh, yeah, they're they're a little bit behind on Kokugo because we don't okay. use it quite as much. Right. Like there's some vocabulary that they they find they're missing just because they don't you know do as much home life right. in Japanese. Right. Uh, but you know we've got them in Kumon to catch up a bit. Um, so do they do they like the club too? Oh, they love it. They love it. Um, you know, we moved to this area from we used to live near like Sangobashi Hatsudai. Mm-hmm. And uh, when it came time for the kids to start elementary school, we decided to move over here because my wife had heard a lot of good things about the schools in Minato area. Um, and then we found that, you know, halfway between the new apartment and my office is the club. And it's also only a 10 minute walk from the kids' school. Um, it, it was a real easy choice to sort of join. And then now my weekends are free. You know, I'm not taking the kids to swimming and ballet and soccer on the weekends. They can do it all after school, right? <laughs> We lived over in the Shibuyaku, and, okay. and we could not get the kids in the same daycare. It was too crowded. But my wife and I both work in Minatoku, so we were able to get the kids in the daycare and over here. Mm-hmm. So once we moved over here, we started running into all their friends from daycare, and you know, it turns out a yeah, lot of their right, right. Yeah, and all, a lot of their classmates are actually members of the club as well. So it just like I said, community, a real That's sense right. of community. Something, yes, yes, yes. What does your wife do? What kind of work does she do? Uh, she works uh, for this uh, sort of uh, edu, edu tech mm-hmm. uh, startup. They they do like some application that helps kids with studying math and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, a Korean based company. They're now trying to get into the Japan market. Do you speak any Korean? Uh, you know, I can ask for beer or, okay. or you know <laughs> to find the toilet, and that's that's about it. So you, so when you met your wife, when you met your wife, she already spoke some English. Uh, yes, actually. Um, so she she studied English in high school and college. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually had like a nine sixty something on the TOEIC, right? So she, you know, like she book good. studying, right? right she never really talked to many people, but you know, uh, you know, after a couple of years of dating, it, you know, yeah, her English is perfectly fluent now. Well, and you dated for how many years again? About six years. Six years. Time during that time when you dating, you were still working with um, the company. You said, who are you working with when you were transferring the stuff? For one year, oh, I did. Um, that was Citigroup. Citigroup, yeah. right? Citigroup. And then after them, what happened? Where'd you go from there? Uh, from there, I went to uh, the place I'm at now. I've been here for like 13 plus years, I guess. Okay. Um, it's called Assurian. Who owns the company, Assurian? Um, I think it was started by a couple of brothers named Tawil. Uh, yeah. They uh, from the states. From the states, yeah. It's okay. it's actually based in Nashville. Okay. Um, so. I interviewed for this place around the same time the government changed the laws around uh, subsidizing cell phone handsets. Okay. So it used to be you could go into any shop and just get a new phone for each yen, right? Right, right, right. 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 And then uh, there was a lot of complaints that all the trendy kids in Shibuya are driving up the monthly plan prices by switching phones every six months, right? Mm-hmm. So the government put a, a hold on that, and overnight, um, you know, a new phone went from each yen to like you know, yomane, right, right? Um, and so I'm inter- like a few months before the law went into effect, I'm interviewing with these people and, and they told me their business model, which is more or less cell phone insurance. Mm-hmm. And I thought, wow, you guys are going to get big here really fast. Because overnight, everyone is going to want insurance on their $400 cell phone, right? Right, right, So I joined right around the time they signed a, a deal with the largest mobile carrier in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just explosive growth for a few years. Um, and then, you know, Sort of branching out into the different things besides cell phone insurance, we do you know, all sorts of things like support for customers that do you know, have other services with providers. You've been with them on the whole ride. Yeah. So, what's your position with the company? Uh, I am a director of IT for 
infrastructure. So mm. I run the, the project management office and the solutions engineering for basically anything new that we're doing, any, mm. any new IT solution that requires something in the data center, uh, something on the network. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got the team that's doing the designing and the implementation of it. How many employees do you have now with this company? With Total. this company, uh, about a dozen, I think. That's all? I'm, so, I'm sorry, in my team. That's your team, but yeah, what about yeah. the company as a whole? Oh, uh, what did they start off with? Do you know what they started off with? I was employee number 55, and, and there weren't, I okay. was the fourth person in IT. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, How so big are they now? I think you know, in Japan now, we're, we're probably about 700 employees, I guess. Wow. I think globally we've grown. I think we had you know, four or five thousand people globally when I joined and it's like twenty thousand now. That had to be a good ride for you. It has it has been uh, challenging and fun, you know. Uh, okay. the, the the rate of growth has, has just kept us all really busy and engaged. No time to think about do I want to do something else, you know. Right. Are you able to work from home most of the time or do you have to because I see you here a lot. Are you I'm sure you're doing stuff online. Oh yeah, so um I work mostly remotely right now simply because uh, our HR has taken a pretty progressive stance on the coronavirus situation. Mm-hmm. They basically said until the government takes away all the safety measures, do not come to the office unless you absolutely must. Gotcha. So um, I, I try to go in maybe once a week, something like that, just, right. to, just to check on the team, you know, make sure people are, you know, respecting boundaries. Right. You know, you let everyone off of supervision for a while. And That's true. You know, when the cat's away. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me this. So what do you see for the foreseeable future with the company? Do you think you're going to be with them for a while, or do you? Yeah, yeah, I, I do. Um, you know, uh, we've been really lucky. Uh, some of our clients have come to us over the last year and a half or so and, and asked us to do new things for them. So um, I, I don't have a line of sight to not being busy here right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of new stuff going on. What about going back to the States ever? Do you ever see yourself doing that? Maybe. Um, I think it's really a, kind of a blessing uh, for us to be here in a situation where we can raise our kids to be bilingual. You know, the recent you know, studies that universities have done have shown so much benefit for people like cognitively, mentally, for, for being bilingual. So we'd like to stay here at least until the kids are maybe 11, 12 years old. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be hard for them to lose the bilingual ability after that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but in our minds, we're thinking we'd like to send the kids to university in, in America. Um, so I think what that means is you know, either at some point around junior high, high school, we're going to have to send them back to school or take them back mm-hmm. or move them to like an international school that has curriculum more geared towards the U- U.S. university system. Mm-hmm. Right? Have you thought of any of the schools here in Japan? Uh, well, I mean, the one that sticks out the most, I think, is probably the American school. You know, that's, they've got you know all the AP courses and, and things like that that can help you know burnish your child's college resume. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but that's yeah. true. So we still got a couple of years, I think. Right, right, that's true, that's true, true. So that's you have planned for yourself. Anything you'd like to like end with, or anything that you're doing? How would you like to end the podcast? Anything? Oh, um, yeah. Hmm. Probably by thanking you for, for having me on here. Um, like I said, we've been members for about two and a half years. Right. And uh, I guess our engagement with, with the club has mostly been centered around our children yeah. and, and the family side. Mm. And it hasn't, uh, we haven't really, with this COVID situation starting right after we joined, it hasn't been easy to sort of kind of make connections with other people as easy as I thought it would be in, in mm-hmm. a social club like this, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, thank you for, you know, 
stopping by and introducing yeah. yourself and, and yeah. inviting me on here. Yeah, no problem. I really enjoyed it. And I saw you there all the time, and I said, look, this guy sitting here, he seemed to be really perfect, but it doesn't look like he knows anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> having children can be so consuming for time. To me, it is, it is, right? And you don't really want to make other friends right now because you know you're going to have to be with your kids eventually. <laughs> Sure. So it's kind of hard. But you tr you do want to get to know other people that have kids around your age so you can socialize. Thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. I want all of you to make sure that you press like, subscribe, and never forget, it's all alone. Keep reaching for the stars, and you're too blessed to be stressed.